Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. Now, in fairness and... uh, you know, we don't want to get sued or anything. Uh, you and Austin looked up Amtrak's official policy for non-ticketed passengers, and it did not read "leave them for dead." But I swear that's what happened when, uh, when that, when, when we took it all those years ago. What, what, what Austin and I read was that they're supposed to take you to the nearest station where a, a a police officer or law authority of some sort can pick up the perpetrator at that stop, not kick them straight off a train. Although I saw a story here about an elderly woman who jumped on a train without a ticket and she got kicked off the train. Yeah, she did. According to the story, she got, tri- she got kicked off the train. Yeah, that's what happened to this guy. I don't I know where, whether they were. Huh. I don't know if they were out in the middle of nowhere like you described. Bad timing for that guy. Uh, Gordon, all right, let's talk a little football. I <laughs> uh, love it. I, I've got the Twitter up right now, keeping an eye on uh, people covering the game. I'm, I'm watching the BYU team funnel into the stadium. Absolutely, uh, absolutely love it. But let's talk a little bit, Gordon, about expectations for BYU in this adjusted season which feels so weird to even talk about, but I, I absolutely love it. So we did a rundown of the schedule a little bit earlier. It, it starts tonight uh, at Navy. They've got uh, a break next week, Gordon. Then uh, Saturday the 19th at Army. Not that home or away really matters all that much, I suppose. But uh, Saturday, September 26th, they host Troy. Saturday, October 10th, they host Texas Sa- San Antonio. Friday, October 16th at Houston. Saturday, October 24th, home against Texas State. Saturday, October 31st, uh, home against Western Kentucky. And then wrapping up the season, for now anyway, um, November 21st at home against North Alabama. So with that in mind, Gordon, what's what's a fair expectation for this uh, BYU team from a record standpoint? If they're good, they should go at least 7-1, and one, maybe 8-0. If they're good. If they're good, I think they should go in. Yeah, I mean, Navy seems like it's the biggest challenge. We don't know what that new quarterback is going to be like, and we know it was a quality program a year ago. What is it this time around? We don't really know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if I were to say to you, can BYU beat Navy? Can it beat Army? Can it beat UTSA? Can it beat – yeah, the answer is yes. They should be able to, especially given the fact that a lot of people who are familiar with the program have said this could be Kalani's best team. If this is Kalani's best team, they should go eight and zero, don't you think? If that's true, what you're yes. hearing, they should go eight and zero. And and this is a good Navy team. Don't get me wrong, or what we think will be a good Navy team. But I think this is going to be a good BYU team. It it is a shame. 
and Ute fans probably don't uh, want or would bristle at this, but it's a shame we're not seeing Utah play BYU because with Utah changing over their roster and BYU with this team, I think it would be one heck of a game. I think BYU would certainly have a, a shot to break that streak. Well, they've certainly had plenty of shots in the in, the, in this losing skid. Uh, most all the games have been really close. And, uh, yeah, I, I supposedly – now, the loss of Matt Bushman, I don't know how deep BYU is. That, that's kind of a, well, they're a tricky never really question. Deep. We don't know. Yeah, they're yeah. never really deep. And we've so seen injuries lose. really derail seasons in the recent history. So I'm knocking on wood for that. You're right. Well, Matt's one of their best players. So they lose him right out of the gate. And uh, what, what's going to happen from there? I, I don't I really don't know. I'm looking forward to the information we're going to get starting tonight. But if BYU beats Navy, then they should go undefeated. Yeah, uh, I mean, Army Army's played already, right? Army had a win over the weekend. I'll have to go yeah. double check. I think yeah. Army's one and zero, and Army has been a better football program in uh, recent years. They beat Middle Tennessee State forty-two nothing. Wow, they drubbed Middle Tennessee State. So maybe Army will be a there, will be a when difficult you say, test. When, when you say they, when you say they're better, you mean better than they usually are? Well, they went through. They're a str- not better than Navy. No, no, no. But they went through a stretch there in what the early two thousands where they weren't winning any games, like zero. Yeah, didn't they have a losing trouble. streak to Navy uh-huh. that was like twenty years long? Didn't they? <laughs> didn't they only lose a couple games last yeah, year? Yeah, last year they yeah. were really good. So I'm saying well, Navy was 11 and two last year. I don't know what Army was, but wasn't yeah, wasn't that uh, the Army Navy game last year? Wasn't that like one of the most hyped games Army Navy games has been in a while because they were both pretty good. Here I'll I'll look it up, Gordon. I can well, ma- tell us who won. Google. I can't even remember who won that game. I, I assume Navy won, did they? I thought the well, Army did, sure. but uh, again, Gordon, we can you know could be Google it. Well. Navy did lose twice, so, you know. Uh, they they lost to Navy 31-7. So Navy Army beat did. Army last year 31-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if they, that's why I say if, if Navy's probably their toughest opponent. Uh, Houston, maybe, but the rest of them, what, are they going to lose to the mighty North Alabama Lions? They could be good. I have no idea. Come on. Oh, it was 2018, I'm thinking of, by the way, for Army, when they almost beat Oklahoma. I think they only had a couple losses that year. But last year was kind of a middle of the road for Was Army. last year yeah. not good? I mean, it was, for Army standards, it was all right. Okay. So, we'll see. No, I, I, I think you're right, Gordon. Uh, ultimately, I agree with you. I think this is probably their most difficult game. Um, let's see, they won five games last year, so they weren't terrific. They beat UMass 63-7, to though. Yeah, well, they should. Uh, they were 11-1 and one in 2018. There you go. With that one loss coming to Oklahoma in overtime. Man, that would have been a big win. So, Army, you know, Navy, Army are probably their two toughest games. Then you sandwich Houston in there, Gordon, like we've talked about. And and that's really the, the meat of the schedule. Um, although, you know, I don't know. Troy might be good. Who knows? Texas, San Antonio. Troy, I know they're, they're pumping a bunch of money into that uh, into that program. Troy has caused some uh, some programs some trouble through the years. Uh, I don't know what they have. We'll have to study up on that before that game. But, uh, no, I think the expectation for BYU is that this could be a year when they were going to be able to play 
and uh, stay with some of those tougher opponents that they originally had planned for. But when the schedule fell apart, and I've never seen a schedule fall apart like that. Were they down to three opponents or were they down to one opponent? I I can't remember, but, uh, you know, the, the Big Ten, the SEC, the Pac-12, and the Mountain West all went away. And uh, you read that story. Was it in SI? Where was that story? Yeah. ESPN? Oh, no, ESPN, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tom Homo throws this thing together as best he can, and if BYU doesn't take advantage of that opportunity with the talent they have, then then that, what does that say for their program? What does it say for their program? Well, it would say that they're really not very good. You think? Against this kind of schedule. And I understand that, uh, you know, COVID-19, it's been a weird year and all that, but that's part of it. Who can focus? If you're going to play football, then dial in on it and get the job done. Uh, Live up to your reputation. Live up to what your potential is. And uh, that's important for BYU to reestablish itself because, you know, Kalani Sataki going seven and six every year after that four and nine year and the nine and four before that isn't exactly blowing anybody's socks off. And he's got his players now, so they should be in a position to be able to do some damage. I think, all right, if if they don't do well against this schedule, maybe you can say, well, okay, the program's not very good. But I I think they're winning at least six games easy. And if they lose to Navy tonight, there's no shame in that. Navy's a good football program. I don't think the legitimacy of BYU football hinges on tonight's game. No, I don't think it hinges on anything this year. It would have it would have been interesting to see them play the original schedule. Uh, that would have been a real test. And uh, but now people are so hungry for football. They don't as long as it's a game. Whoever let them play and see what happens. And I'm sure that's the way BYU's players are looking at it. They can't look at it like oh poor us we lost our schedule. That's a good way to go out and get beat again by lesser opponents. So. If they focus and they are ready to play, I agree with you. BYU should be able to. This should be a close game, and BYU should be able to win it. But whether they will or not, I, I have no clue. I haven't seen how prepared they are. I, I still, still have questions about BYU stopping the run. I just I don't know whether they're going to be able to do it. Uh, overall the season or on the, the game tonight specifically? Uh, the, the game against Navy. The other, many of the other opponents, BYU should be able to overwhelm them. But uh, this one tonight, it's tricky business, man. It would be for anybody. Navy was supposed to open the season against Notre Dame, wasn't it? Over in Ireland or something? Yeah, I think so. And if that had happened, I think Navy would have given Notre Dame a tough time. If they're as good as they were last year, I, I don't know. They're missing that great quarterback, but, you know, it's still the same system. I do I feel, thought, I mean, real quick to your point, Gordon, that we really don't know. It is weird. Like, honestly, I think BYU is going to win tonight, but where am I getting that? I'm pulling it right out of my backside because we haven't seen anything. <laughs> Nobody's been down there to see practices. Nobody. We haven't even gotten the 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 – quarterback bravado that we usually get from camp when we're talking about Jake Heaps's Heisman campaign like we haven't even we haven't even we haven't seen anything we haven't been down to practice to see the the little nuggets that they give us we haven't even had a chance to Gordon you know when you go up to practices sometimes you get a you know bend some folks ear about uh, stuff that's going on a little bit behind the scenes like we're getting none of that 
We're going well, into this game blind. It depends on who you believe, what you believe. I mean, do you believe that Zach Wilson is a really, really fine quarterback? Or do you think what happened last year on a couple of occasions when he made poor decisions, is that who he really is? Is he a gunslinging kind of quarterback or is he a mistake-prone kind of quarterback? We, When we've seen him at his best, he's looked pretty darn good. And you've seen that offensive line. You know what they're capable of. However, I thought last year overall they underperformed. And, uh, they, they, I mean, they have a couple of NFL guys on that line. And uh, uh, Christensen and Empey, at least. And you would expect them to be able to go out and really handle their business against a schedule like this, including Navy. But we don't, we're not sure of it because it, which way is it going to go? Is it going to go to the top of their potential or is it going to go to uh, what we saw against some of those teams a year ago that BYU had no business losing to? Yeah. Well, injuries were know. an issue last year. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody, but I think Zach Wilson getting injured completely derailed certainly his game. And well, uh, there were some I other injuries was, that hurt too. You he know? was playing, he was on the field. And uh, he had a couple of pretty decent quarterbacks that were in the fold as well. And so I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he was playing. Then you can't say well, he's injured. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't like that excuse. I think that's uh, that's just dumb. I, I, all players get dinged up here and there. And if you're that hurt, you shouldn't be on the field, especially when you have a quality guy behind you. Yeah, but that's not how college quarterbacks think, and you know it. And um, I, yeah, I go but back who's to making, who's making the decision, the quarterback or the coach. Well, I guess what I'm saying is the quarterback is going to mislead the coach. But I mean, like if you go back to uh, Riley Nelson's senior year when he was playing with a broken back, and it was obviously affecting how he was playing, obviously affecting how he was playing. We can't acknowledge that. We can't say, "Wow, this yeah, dude's but, playing hurt, so he's not playing the, as well." We do that the all coach, the time. The coach should have made a move. I have no idea who was it was uh, James Lark who was the backup, and I I have no clue what he did to offend Bronco Mendenhall, but Bronco would not put him in the game. Remember that Riley was like was could barely make it out onto the field, and it was like that's my starting quarterback. I have no idea why, but simply acknowledging that somebody's hurt and why that uh, might be affecting their game, I don't think is excuse making. And and if it, what did he just forget how to play football after he beat USC? <laughs> I can't explain why, why a guy beats SC and then loses to some, uh, you know, Bo Diddley Tech. I can. He was hurt. <laughs> you always were an excuse maker, huh? Coming back from the surgery on his throwing hand. Aim low, quit off, and make excuses well, and expect the worst. Blame Kalani for playing him if you want, but, I mean, I can't explain why he was a different guy after he got back from surgery. Well, he shouldn't have been playing. He shouldn't have been playing. Well, then blame Kalani. All right. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not going to expect him to suck against Navy tonight because he played with a banged-up hand at the end of last year. I mean, I expect him to play like he did when he was healthy, when he threw for 280 yards against USC. All right, so then you have to distinguish between when he's healthy and when he's not. I, okay. I, look, I, I, I like players who are tough, who want to go out and play, but don't be tough and want to go out and play 
and then blame it on an injury. And I'm not saying that he did that, but others were. If you're good enough, if you're good enough to play, if you're good enough to be on the field, especially when you've got the quality of quarterbacks BYU has in the fold, then then get out there and play then. And don't lean on something like that. I think that's really easy to say. No, because you've got backups who are good. Yeah, but he doesn't want to give his job. That's that's even more reason to play. I know. I want to let the the other guy who's good go out there and take my job. All right. All right. So let me be the tough guy and go out and have my team lose because I got too much ego involved. That's not ego. That's wanting to keep your spot. Well, that's, that's not that's ego. ego. That's, that's wanting e- to play. That's ego driven. No, it's that's not. A, yes, that's it is. Desperation. That's well, not ego. It's it's, it's ego. It's ego because somebody who really is on top of things and really wants to see his team win, he wants if he if you know you have a quality backup and and he's in better shape than you are right now, then you give it to him. You don't hog hog the position and then go out and lead your team to a defeat. You absolutely do because you want to play. Oh, because you want to play. Come on, how can you say that? What do you mean? I'm I'm just trying to tell you why they'd be motivated to play. Talk to talk to people who've played college football. There's a or actually a better example of it is talk to people who've played NFL, where you're in the locker room and you're buddies, but you're not because somebody has a spot you want or you have a spot somebody else wants, and we can we can play chummy like it's all about the team, but it's not. They want to play Wait and they don't you want just somebody heard, to just, take their job. That's a just, fact. You just heard the Navy beat writer say that Kenny Amatololo is all about love and love and his, his, his players loving uh, each other. If you love each other, then you know you do what's best for the team. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying, Jake, look, okay. I'm not saying that players don't do what you're saying. I'm saying the coach should step in and make that this tough decision because he's, he's paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. And he knows if his starting quarterback is hurt. A, a beat writer says, oh, these guys just love each other so much, and they just love, and, and Ken wants them to love, and and it's just Jake, uh, it's just a, a, a big love your, fest Jake, in the locker room. What's your, what's your espousing here is just flat selfish. Oh, it's fa- It's a fact. You can call it well, saying. I'm not saying it's not a fact, but I'm saying that's why this coach has to step in and make the right decision. I, I'm not going to—if I'm a coach, I'm not going to play a quarterback who's got a broken back, Okay. I bet you if we maybe we'll ask Hans next time we talk to Hans. I bet you when Hans was trying to stay on the Colts, he could have blown his hand off with a firework and played that next week because I'm not, he was I'm not saying to keep his player, spot. I'm not saying that the player isn't going to have that attitude. I'm saying he shouldn't have that attitude, and the coach definitely shouldn't go along with it. Well, it is the coach's job. I'll 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 agree with you there. But I'm not going to automatically – I'm not going to assume that Zach Wilson forgot how to play football because he had a bad couple of games last year when he was trying to come back from injury. Hmm. All right. Okay. I like your just grunt responses, by the way. I have no <laughs> idea what they actually mean, but I, I, I've come to appreciate them in recent months. I, I think it, I'm it, getting a little more uh, used. There is a, a difference per grunt. Per grunt. It, it means different things, each grunt does. Yeah. Well, what it really means is, okay, I'm tired of this argument. <laughs> is that really what it means? <laughs> At least, a... ne- <laughs> at least I've never dropped on you, Jake, what you drop on me sometimes and say, you know, Jake... I'm not really sure that my opinion matters. 
Well, because oftentimes my opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> when this, I, might, this might be one of those times. Uh, hey. Mm. 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 All right, stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Mr. Generous. Push it, pull it, drag it. It's worth four grand at the Larry H. Miller Used Car Suit Markets Big Green Dealerships. Check us out online at lhmusedcars.com. Four grand for August. Driven by you. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Chad! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. About Jack and Diane, two American kids growing up in the heartland. Jack is gonna be a football star. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got the Not Sports Report coming up at 4.50. Uh, BYU pregame takes over at 5. Is BYU going to take on Navy tonight from Annapolis? Uh, we'll get back to some football conversation here in a minute, but uh, I did want to bring this up with Gordon, uh, with you, Gordon. Did you see that Novak Djokovic was uh, disqualified from the U.S. Open over the weekend? I did see it, and uh, I thought afterward he blew off the press conference, which was low budge, and then he issued the apology, which I thought sounded pretty sincere. Uh, I don't think he was meaning to hit that uh, line judge in the forehead or the neck, whatever it was, uh, but uh, kind of a dumb thing for him to do. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a moron, and, and, you know, karma's a thing, and I don't feel bad for him at all. But uh, you, you sometimes are in the, the spirit of the rule as opposed to the letter of the mm-hmm. law. Mm-hmm. And uh, I 100 I mean, you watched the video. He didn't mean to hit that line judge. No. I mean, that, he didn't do that intentionally. And, I, you know, his, his concern after the fact, uh, you know, seemed fairly genuine. But, I mean, he did not rifle a tennis ball at a line judge. Uh, he, he hit it in, in some frustration, and it, it hit the line judge, which is unfortunate. It got her right in the neck, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it appeared that way. And uh, it seemed like uh, she was in some pain, I can imagine. Um, but... Should he have given uh, been given a pass as opposed to a, an automatic disqualification? Because no, the, the letter of the rule so. is you can't hit a ball at a, a line judge, and that's a pretty good rule. But he didn't do that on purpose. Right, and that's the last part there that could come into play, I guess, if you wanted to. But, I no, I thought it was appropriate. See, if Federer would have done that, you would have been on these airwaves. Oh, well, come on, he didn't uh, mean to do it. The point is that Federer wouldn't have done that. <laughs> he wouldn't have, huh? No. Okay. You show me. You show me any time where Roger Federer hit a ball at a lines judge. Because yours and Lisa's favorite player would never do such a thing. <laughs> well, I've never, never seen him do it. Never do such a thing. Djokovic, that doesn't surprise me at all. He just swatted a ball in frustration. Again, it's not like he rifled it at the lines judge. Uh, you've, you've been hit by a tennis ball like that. That doesn't feel good. No, getting hit in the throat would, would suck. So is that the issue you have with it? If it hit her in the arm, it'd be fine? Well, 
I don't know. I mean, that's one of those things where I don't have a big problem with the letter of the law because you just you don't do that. If you're a professional tennis player, you don't swat a ball like that. Well, they with, swat them to the to the back or to the ball boys like that. That's not out of the norm. What happens if they hit the ball boy in the forehead or in the neck? Keep playing, man. They don't care about the ball boys. <laughs> you just that's why you don't do it. Because, you, you know, folks are on that court. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was appropriate. Yeah, because you don't like Djokovic. Once again, your 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 personal biases is Wait, coming into play you, here. How, I, I appreciate you telling me <laughs> what I would have thought had something happened. Thank you. Well, I know you well. I know you so well. I just know. No, I, so I feel I, like I speaking for you all the time. No, no, I feel like uh, my representation of your opinion is more accurate than your own. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. I, I, I think any player that does that should be given the hook. If Federer would have done that and he would have been disqualified, you would have been on the first plane to New York to no protest. Way. No way. I would have thought, Roger, you idiot. What were you thinking? <laughs> Okay, so in this case, let my wife, my my wife might have given him a pass, but not me. Okay, all right. Well, next next time Roger does something uncouth on the on the radio or on the uh, tennis court, I'm going to bring it up. All right, it just it just doesn't happen. So, okay, all right. But uh, the fact that it was Djokovic had nothing to do with it, huh? No, no. It's all about the. No, you can't have that kind of uh, you know pejorative thing happening no not at all no never can't have that hmm there's my grunt for you gordon hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interpret Jake. that hmm. the, the, the things some of the golf's goofy rules i think are ridiculous and every once in a while you see some rule that you think that's 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 crazy but hitting a ball at a, at a judge come on ah, i didn't it, mean to though it doesn't matter whether you meant to or not you did it but the, isn't that the, the exact thing you could say about all those rules of golf that you hate? No, well, maybe. Yeah. But some of some of those just seem like small little things that don't really matter. Mm. You mean like swatting a ball to the back and having an accidentally hit a line judge? Do you think he uh, would have won it had he uh, not gotten DQ'd? You know what? I didn't see it live. What was the score? I don't know. I mean, it's still early uh, rounds at the U.S. I Open, so I, I would assume yes. I didn't pay attention to it until I saw that he hit the – it was on in my house, and I heard some other people grunting and groaning over it, but uh, I wasn't paying attention to the match. I love it that your answer to this was, Roger would never do such a thing like that. <laughs> he wouldn't. Even John McEnroe said uh, it was stupid. Oh, it was stupid for sure. But what, it, what about intent? It was beyond stupid. It was careless. And it was dangerous. Is a line judge catching a serve in the midsection the funniest thing in all of sports? <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> Is Every time you've seen, you know, because it's happened uh, from time to time, a line judge catch a Pete Sampras right the serve right to the pills. Is that the funniest thing in sports? I think it's got to be, right? <laughs> Why is that so funny? Because it just... <laughs> Because it's not you. Because it's not you. Yeah. Hey, you know, no, that's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny to think about, but it's not really funny. You know, think about it. You get your onions peeled like that. Who wants that? that, that you wouldn't wish that on a human being. Well, as long as he's okay 
at some point oh, afterwards then i kind of at some point what like a week from friday no no as long as they're okay within like you know uh, a couple of hours then then sure that's it's oh, funny we okay. got a bleeder let's uh, line jake up and let's slam tennis balls uh, in the nether region and all have a good laugh again it's funny because it's not you I'm just watching the I'm just watching the YouTube video of the first pitch at the Red Sox game that hit that cameraman right in the beans. You know what I'm talking about? Where the cameraman's looking in the camera so he doesn't see the ball coming at all. Talk about a white balance. Oh, oh yeah, that's not good. And it's not funny. It's really funny. Jake laughing at other people's pain. Oh, I'm shocked. Oh, come on. You laugh too. Have you ever been hit? In yes, the, in everybody the, has. It sucks. I mean, and were you laughing? No, but other did people want, around me you, were. Did you want I, other people laughing at you? No, uh, it's just inevitable. Man. I have seen video of myself being hit down there, and that was really funny after, I, after the fact. Yeah, fight. it's funny. It's okay to laugh. What, you didn't like the Three Stooges because you were like, oh, that's people hurt. <laughs> Look at him, poked him in the eye. Oh, he poked him in the eye. There's nothing funny about getting poked in the eye. Certainly. Now, <laughs> I, I, that was all, you know, that was make-believe, Jake. There's a difference. <laughs> there is? Yes. Okay. Mm. You got to protect the king's beans. I don't know. That that Boston Red Sox first pitch thing is is maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Jake, Jake, just about the time I think you're you're a kind, loving human being, you say something like that. <laughs> You've never thought that a day in your life. <laughs> I know. I think poor Naz. What was she thinking? Oh, you and me both, buddy. All right, stay tuned. We'll get to a not sports port, then turn it over to the BYU pregame. Coming up, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you're looking for a Gordon Monson bumper sticker, it's got to be San Bernardino, question mark, question mark, question mark. You know, how you hanging on? Where are you? I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. My suggestion for Gordon's bumper sticker is, I used to have a bigger motor, but I lost it in the Chesapeake Bay. Had a Johnson on the back of the boat, and my Johnson fell off. I love our listeners. Man, they're the best. Hilarious. All right, it's time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Uh, Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Correctly identify this Chevy uh, Strong Play of the Game announced by DJ and PK this morning at 850, and you'll win a Zone prize pack. It's the Chevy Strong Play of the Game brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. It's time for the Not Sports Board brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online LHMUsedCars.com. I like that San Bernardino idea for a bumper sticker. I'm in San Bernardino oh, yeah. right now. Do you? That's pretty funny. I, are you going to do this? Are you going to put a bumper sticker on the Ferrari? I don't know. I, I never even thought about that until you brought it up during the show. What did you guys predict? You said, uh, what was your prediction for BYU, Gordon? 8-0, and 7-1, and what was that? I thought, no, it wasn't a prediction. I said they should do that. I don't know what they're going to do. How about putting a bumper sticker on that prediction? That's not a prediction. No, no I don't want to do that. <laughs> See, a, a vain man like Gordon isn't putting that on the line. 
I'll tell you that right now. A man with the vanity of Gordon Monson is not. I mean, he'll do incriminating audio, but not a bumper sticker. Absolutely. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. But it no bumper me, sticker. It tells me a lot about you guys when you just make that assumption that that's what somebody is really thinking. I get the Beatles so many, are worse than Limp Biscuit. I, I get I get so <laughs> many reactions from people who are who appreciate driving the car who say to me, I don't understand why those guys don't get it. But see, you can prove it to us by putting a bumper sticker on well, your car. Well, first of all, why should I have to prove it to you at my expense? How is you it know? at your expense? Lots of people have bumper stickers not, on their car. I'm not a bumper sticker guy. If I right, were, right, because you're vain. Oh, thanks for that assignment. I'm glad that you know that. I mean, you guys can't appreciate the uh, how much fun it is to drive a, a driving car. And a bumper sticker you, you does think, nothing to, to affect that. All, you think it's all about vanity. And I it's do. It's really the driving experience. No, I think it's a status thing. It's not a status thing. I don't care what you think about me uh, as far as that goes. Well, then put a bumper sticker on your car. Why? Because it it would prove that it's not about status. Well, why don't I just go out and take a hammer and bash in the back end of my trunk? Well, that, we that, suggested that too, but you said no. <laughs> Even just a, a one single to- solitary sk- key scratch across right. the driver's door. We even said you would switch the hood ornaments and right. you could prove it to us. This is way easier than that. All you have to do is slap a bumper sticker back there. <laughs> With some message on it that I don't care about. Well, you even if you do care, I don't. I don't care what it says. This one would be good. Parking stall lines are merely suggestions. That would be hilarious. But you I could saw, put, saw, put one saw, back there that says "Go Lobos." I don't care what it says. I, I just saw, want I a saw, bumper sticker on there. I saw a bumper sticker the other day that I really liked. I really thought it was. It made me laugh. But I don't see Go Lobos. If you're going to put something on the back of your car, then you better really believe it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> now you're just trying to chicken out. What I've never I I can't ever remember having a bumper sticker on any car. Yeah, so right. Why? Because of, it's a vanity thing. <laughs> we didn't say it's this like, happened yesterday. It's like talking to the wall. It's like I mean, you, you either get it or you don't. Prove you us don't wrong. Prove us wrong. I want you to. <laughs> I want to be proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. You are every day. Wow, zinger. All right, let's get to the not sports report. Where are we going today? I don't know where this happened, but okay, let me ask you a question. If you were, um, hmm, let's say that you were out swimming and you were with Naz and a shark appeared in your close proximity, what would you do? Well, I do what you claim to do and just punch it right in the face. <laughs> if you get to claim that, so do I. Would, what would you do? Would you wrap your arms around your bride and pull her from danger as quickly as you could? Or would you, is it at that point, is it every person for himself? Sharks are SOBs. No, I'm swimming right at the shark and I'm wrestling that thing. <laughs> I, it, uh, it's so either that shark uh, or me. I'm not going to get a straight answer out of this guy. Uh, what would you do? So both me and my wife are in the water? You're both in the water, and a shark appears between you and the shore. See, in our vows, I, I, I put this same situation to her and said, <laughs> look, 
I'll love you till the day I die, but if there's a us and a, and a wild predator, I only have to outswim or outrun you. That's what everybody says. So she knows says. what she signed up for. Huh? I'm sitting here watching this video online, and it's a man and his girl out in the water, and a shark appears between them and the shore, and he takes off. He leaves her behind. She's strand. She's back. She, he starts swimming as fast as he can, and she's like 20 feet behind him, just stuck there because she can't swim as fast. And I thought to myself, when I saw that video, and you can see it online, it, it, that relationship's over. <laughs> You're not, you can't just abandon your loved one like that, can you? Uh, no. Uh, what would you do, Gordon? I would, well, I would probably hit the shark in the nose, but like you said, but I, I would not abandon my wife. Like, like Austin said, you know, you don't have to be the fastest swimmer in the world. You just got to be faster than your wife. See, I, do, I don't think you'd abandon her at all. I think you'd bob there and watch her take out the shark. <laughs> In fact, I think I think you'd go, hey, Lisa, there's a shark. Go get it. And in fact, <laughs> if we're taking odds on who beats the shark in a fight, you or Lisa, I'm going with Lisa. One hundred percent. Oh, man, you guys are you guys are right. Underestimating hey, one of the two of you can carry 30 bags of mulch back into your backyard. The other can't. <laughs> 30 bags at 20 pounds a pop? That, oh, no. These, these got to be like 50-pounders, I would guess. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's were, the high-quality stuff. Yeah. They, you know, they, they were 50-pounders. But uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I did. She's got, a proven, she's got a proven track record. <laughs> God. I think you'd bob there and say, Lisa, just like you made me a sandwich the other day, why don't you go uh, take out that shark? Well, at least she made a sandwich today that was so freaking good. You know, uh, sandwiches would always taste better when someone else makes them. And shark fights are always better when someone else is fighting the shark. <laughs> Man, that shark meat is going to taste good after you defeat that shark, Lisa. Go get it. Go, I'm just going to bob over here and cheer you on. <laughs> go get that shark and then grill them up. It'll be, deli it'll be delicious. <laughs> Not at all, man. When it comes to a situation like that, I am there to do what I can to protect my wife. I, there are some who would rationalize, well, what good does it do for both of us to get eaten? Uh, you might as well save you know, yourself. But I, I would do what I can. This is, this is an embarrassment. The guy just takes off. He it's even... a shark! <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but it, his, it's his... a dinosaur that swims. You're running from it. <laughs> and when it comes to abandoning people, didn't you abandon the Buller Jacks in Mexico? I mean, you're you're because they had a cold. <laughs> Your track record on this is not terrific. <laughs> Do I have to explain that one more time? There, I didn't have a choice. You know, poor poor Sharon was deathly ill. <laughs> there was only one plane out of Mexico for the next year. <laughs> What are you talking about? Didn't have a choice. No, no. They had already left the, the, the area. They had gone to the gate. And so we were in a crowded line, and I got to the front, and he said, you're not going to make that connection, so let me switch you onto this flight. And I'm looking around, and I can't see Bowler anywhere, and we're, there's a whole line of people behind me. So what am I supposed to do at that point? 
Why does Bowler tell this story so differently? He does. This is exactly this is exactly how it happened. And Lisa will vouch for me on this. She was standing right next to me, and I said, "What do we do?" And she said, "Just switch the flight." And I said, "Yeah." You're calling Bowler a liar, then? Yeah, I I wouldn't do that to Bowler. Nope, not my good friend Bowler. (laughs) So you abandon him and now call him a liar. I couldn't call him because we're in a foreign country, so there's no way to get in touch with him. So what do I do? You weren't in Antarctica. Yeah, cell phones yeah, exist yeah, in Mexico. Right. What are you talking no, about? They didn't, no, where we were, they didn't. It's it an didn't international work. airport. Uh, and no, and they, we're, they we're not talking about 1920? <laughs> <laughs> what year was this? Uh, uh, I don't know. Five, six years ago. I don't know. <laughs> Five, six years ago. <laughs> Neither one of our phones worked. Bumper sticker. I'll leave you in Mexico. I will abandon you anywhere. <laughs> it was most. It was most unfortunate, but there was nothing. nothing like Amtrak. Like I'll Amtrak. leave you for dead. I'll leave you anywhere, man. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Coming up next, your Cougar pregame show, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty, the zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. A big show with a little hiatus uh, for the BYU pregame. BYU-Navy currently going on there in Annapolis. And Gordon, college football is back, buddy. It's nice. It is. And uh, this, is a, this is a big game tonight. Uh, this is a featured game. This is nationally televised on ESPN. Everyone's going to be, anyone who cares about college football is going to be watching. A real opportunity for BYU to build its brand. Yeah, everybody's going to be watching. I, you know, I wonder when uh, if we'll see the the TV ratings uh, for this. I wonder how they'll be. I bet they'll be I really gonna, big. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think that people don't really care right now, as long as it's two quality programs. And I think both of these fit into that category. And you know, they're not world beaters, but they're pretty good. So yeah, folks care about that. Yes, they do. One hundred percent. I'm sorry for the last several hours. I've just been watching videos of. Lines, judges, and tennis getting hit by serves. <laughs> <laughs> You're really having a good time, aren't you? I really enjoy it. Is it worth myself. the $10,000? Oh, man. It's, it's quite fun. I can't believe you don't find this funny. Uh, it's just, I mean, it kind of, but not, I, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't laugh at other people's pain. You do, too. You just uh, don't admit it for some reason. <laughs> Because you'd no. like to, to have the moral no. authority. I don't no, laugh no, at other people's no. pain. Well, I do, no. okay? My, I do. My re- no, my react. your reaction is to burst out in laughter. My reaction is, ooh, ow. That's the difference between the two of us. You are so full of it. We should have you bring up that Red Sox first pitch right now. We should have you bring <laughs> that up and watch it right now and try not to laugh. <laughs> no. No, I'm not going to do it. Right, because you know you're full of it. (laughs) Because it's impossible to watch that video and not laugh. (laughs) Absolutely impossible. Jake, once again, I've told you this many times, but you are a bad man. I know, I'm a terrible person. But you know what? If laughing at somebody getting hit in the beans is bad, then you know what? You don't want to be good? Because it's funny. (laughs) It's All funny right. every time, right, when you see the contact to the poor guy buckle. It's hilarious. All right, Gordon, hey, on that note, we'll we'll talk some football tomorrow. Enjoy the game tonight. 
Yeah, I'll keep the same to you, you bad man. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.